This week's episode is sponsored by BRD. The BRD wallet is one of the easiest ways to get started in cryptocurrency. It has a way to exchange crypto in it. You can onboard from fiat using your bank account, and it is non-custodial, which means you own your own keys, which is a big deal to us here. Nice. So if you're responsible enough to handle your own money, go download the BRD app. And let me just uh, add one quick thing. BRD is far and away the easiest wallet to use. They've got beautiful user experience, beautiful user interaction, and uh, you know, it, and beautiful it, people behind the project. Really beautiful people behind the project. You're 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 damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Follow them on Twitter at brdhq. Indeed. What's up, Crip Nation? Bryce and Pizza Mind here, and we're wishing you the happiest of Saturdays. Only the happiest. If you're not freaking happy, you're going to be by the end of this If you're not episode. happy, get the heck out of here. Because uh, only happy crusaders here in Crypt Nation. <laughs> that makes us sound like a crazy cult, but fuck it. But fuck it. Um, so today uh, in Weekly Fire, we've got lots of exciting things to talk about. This was probably one of the biggest uh, weeks of news. Finally. We had uh, some execs at Apple uh, come out saying that cryptocurrency is the future. Yeah, uh, did not really see that one coming. That didn't even make the cut for any of today in crypto <laughs> because there's been so much amazing news going on. We've got. We'll a- get into that at the end of the show. Yes. Right now, we have man. This has been the week we've been waiting for. Truthfully, it's been such a boring winter, a boring summer, and finally, it all just has dropped at once. So this is really, really exciting. Yeah, you know, yesterday, um, backed uh, also launched their custodial service that they've been trying to la- launch for a month. I mean, sorry, they've been trying to launch it for a year since yeah. November of last year. They've been saying that they were going to launch it. And, and for those of you guys that aren't familiar with BACT, these are the, the physically settled Bitcoin futures um, owned by ICE. Um, and ICE owns the New York Stock Exchange. So these are not little players here. No. Speaking um, of not little, there was a $1 billion transfer of BTC last night, which is rumored to be going to BACT's warehouse. Yeah, so there's, there's lots of exciting developments um, so if you needed a reason to be bullish, uh, you should stay tuned and listen to this episode uh, because I think we've only had about bullish news this week. Absolutely. And it was funny because just last week we were talking about how they want to scare you out or wear you out. Right. And we're really worn out. So share this episode with everyone else who's like us really worn out because finally our patience is Looks like it's going to pay off. Yes. Tell us about uh, the crypto weather report. What are you seeing now? Yeah, so let me pull up my charts here. Um, you know, so so we've been consolidating again since, you know, about June 26th. We had this high volume blow off top to 14K, just touched it. And for the last two months, man, we've just been, you know, ranging in between more or less, uh, you know, 9K and 11K. Um, and there's these, you know, the, the average price for the last several weeks in the place where um, the, you know, for the last two months and the place where the most shares have traded um, is right here at about 10.8. So that's $10,800 per Bitcoin. Um, And yesterday and today um, and the day before that and the day before that, uh, we hit it very closely. We came up to 10.8, bounced back, came up to 10.8, bounced back. And so we're trying to test it. And and basically there's there's a rule there's a rule of thumb when it comes to trading, and it is that the more times a support and or resistance gets touched, the weaker it becomes. 
So right now we're flirting with that level on the on the um, intraday charts. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of time before we break out. Uh, most of our moving averages are pointing up. Um, you know, we're getting, we're starting to get um, a more volume in the market, which is good because without volume, we're not going to be moving anywhere. Um, so I know I've been talking a lot about seeing that 8K level get hit. I'm, I'm still pretty, you know, I'm still hoping for it, of course, because then we could get our bids filled. Um, but it's going to take a lot to push it below that 9K level. Um, so I don't know. We're, we're, we're really going to have to see. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the, the alts are starting to get a rebound. I know we had auger uh, boosted something like 30% in a, in less than a day, um, against Bitcoin. Uh, so that was a very powerful move off the back of some of the strong, the fundamentally strong altcoins. Um, but we did, but the thing is, it's like, we didn't see any, any, um, you know, rebounds in the other main altcoins like Ethereum or Litecoin or Binance coin. Um, it seemed like it was just one-offs. So until we see a market-wide rally uh, on the alternative cryptocurrencies, you know, I'm still holding, uh, you know, my Tether positions. I'm still holding my Bitcoin positions, and I'm not really uh, screwing around much with some of the littler coins. If Bitcoin dominance is still rising, correct? It's yeah. almost 71% now? Yep, it still is. So, I mean, that just goes to show that this is still a Bitcoin bull market and an altcoin bear market. Um and you don't want to be really stuck holding these altcoins during their downtrend. You need to wait for them to bottom out, uh, start to go sideways in that accumulation pattern, and then break back out up on high volume. So until then, patience is the name of the game. They're wearing us out right now. Um, but on the intradays, they're scaring you out. Like uh, on Friday, we saw six per another 6% drop right in a matter of a minute or two. Um, so this is just a way to shake out uh, highly leveraged intraday traders. So we don't want to be that, right? We want to be the long-term investors who believe in the product, uh, who believe in the future of this market and are willing to, you know, hold it over the long-term and not try and trade in and out of these positions. So at the end of the day, my system tells me on the monthly chart, this is a buy. On the weekly chart, this is a buy. And uh, on the daily chart, we're still in between things. So that's kind of what we're working with here. Um, and, and that's kind of it for the weekly weather report. Thank you very much. That was really insightful. I have to wonder if alts have finally bottomed out or not. They haven't. I mean, you could look at the, like, look, you could pull up the crypto compare. If you go to trading view, mm -hmm. uh, the ticker's total too. This is the crypto total market cap, excluding Bitcoin. And oh, we're wow. in a, we're in a severe downtrend still. Yeah. It hasn't um, even turned around yet. It hasn't turned around. So I mean, it looks like we're reaccumulating, right? Like, boom, we had this blow off top here in January 2018. Dead cap bounces all along the way up until May. And then a slow and steady grind. Um, and then a pump, more or less, from, from the beginning of this year to, you know, halfway through the year in July. And then another slow and steady downtrend. So we'll see if we could hold support here. Um, if we can, that'd be great. I'd be looking to re-enter those positions. But until the moving averages turn around, man, you know, I, I'm steering clear. Yeah, that's a good call. Looking at that chart, it's very, very obvious. But another, another interesting thing down. here, another interesting thing here is like if you if you pull up the weekly chart and you throw on some Bollinger bands, um, and, and for those of you who aren't familiar, the Bollinger bands are a technical indicator that just measure um, two standard deviations above price and two standard deviations below price, and it basically the theory is is that it holds ninety five percent of price action 
within those two standard deviations above and below price. Um, so we're, and so, you know, the, the other idea is that like when it's hitting the, the top of that range, it's a good time to be a seller. And when it's hitting the bottom of that range is a good time to be a buyer. And so we are coming back down to the bottom of that range. So for value investors, uh, you're looking at a pretty good risk to reward ratio. Um, so, so that could, that could be something else, uh, to be thinking with. Very, very interesting. So, All right. Thank you very much. So let's keep the momentum going and let's move on to our next segment. Hot or not. Hot or not. So we do have some altcoins that have made some significant gains this week. Probably nothing you're holding, though. We have XMAX up 75%. Chili's up 58%. That's a new Binance DEX token. And Thunder token up 45%. Do you, do you know anything about these coins? I had to look them up just to make sure that these were actually halfway legitimate. Thunder Token is uh, invested in by Pantera Capital. Okay, they're so very legit. Th- they must be. They must be something. Yeah, that's a, that's another. That's a good point that we actually haven't brought up. Really, it's like if you look at projects um, and you could go around and see who's invested in them. That's one way to do diligence. Essentially, they always say do your own research, and we are big proponents of uh, people doing their own research, but kind of a proxy for doing your own research is seeing uh, who else is advertised as an investor. Um, but that's also tricky because, you know, people like Pantera or Galaxy Digital or Alphabet Fund, you know, all of these really prolific cryptocurrency hedge funds and investment banks, they've all made bad decisions in the past, you know. They're yeah. not, they, they don't have a 100% hit Traditional rate. investors expect that 9 out of 10 of their investments are going to be total losses. Because that one leftover is going to make up for all of it. Right. There's, so don't I think, necessarily take that as gospel, but I mean, it had to be at least legitimate enough for them to give it a try. Yeah, that's exactly right. I remember there was a coin um, that Block Tower invested in, and maybe Pantera, but I know Block Tower was in it. It's called Basis, and Basis was trying to make a trying to issue crypto backed bonds and uh, stable coins and stuff. And they, there was a lot of hype around it. There was a lot of hype. And then they ended up saying, hey, this isn't possible. We didn't get all the right regulation stuff. We're going to give all of our uh, investors money back. And so, you know, be careful what you invest in. Be careful what the projects you're looking at. And just at the end of the day, you know, Bitcoin, in my opinion, is uh, the most secure bet here in the, in the entire space. It's tried, it's true, it's proven. Um, it's got the most network effect. It's got the most institutional demand. It's got the most retail demand. It's the most widespread. So try not to get too bogged down by uh, some of the other cryptocurrencies. Um, focus on learning about the the main ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, and, and you'll be good. Um, you know, one of the things that I did when I first started getting into cryptocurrency, when I first started hearing about it, um, you know, I realized I was like, oh, wow, okay, I can put 50 bucks in here. And then, uh, you know, next week that 50 bucks is 60 bucks. Okay, the week after that, it's maybe 65. And the week after that is maybe 55, right? So it started to fluctuate. And I, I'd never invested in stocks prior to uh, learning about crypto. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is like how a stock moves. Um, that's pretty cool. And so every paycheck that I got, I just started putting in 50 bucks a week. 50 bucks a week or every two weeks or whatever it was and slowly but surely just dollar cost averaging. So that's a way that you can get exposure to the space without going all in at once, without getting too greedy. Um, you know, there was no greed in that, 
in that kind of investment practice and greed always leads to bad decisions. It was just, you know, a way to diversify, um, away from the dollar. Uh, so at the end of the day, guys, if you, if you're not buying at least a little bit of a little bit every day, a little bit every week, whatever, a little, whatever you can spare. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's my, uh, that's what I would, you know, kind of, that's how I, that's how I started. So, you know, this isn't, you know, legal advice, this isn't financial advice, but at the end of the day, um, you guys got to be getting exposure to this space because trust me, once we break out above this range that we've been consolidating for the last, for this whole summer, essentially, um, you're going to FOMO if you're not well positioned. And, you know, we've all been there. Uh, FOMO that for those of you guys who haven't heard the term FOMO, fear of missing out, it's kind of a term that was uh, pioneered by the social media people when you would post pictures on social media uh, and your friends would say, oh my God, you know, I, I miss you or whatever. I can't believe I'm missing out on this. Um, but in the, in the, in regards to cryptocurrency, it is, you know, the price moves up so quickly and you're not in it. So you're not realizing any of that price gain and then boom, it goes up hundred percent and you just can't bear it anymore. You just can't stand it. And you have to go and purchase that, uh, at a price that is probably, uh, about to return back to its lows. It had just come off a big, big run. So, you know, people, uh, create price price is people, uh, when the market's really excited, uh, you could see that it's wide ranging uh, green candlesticks to the upside. And then when the market's really fearful, uh, you could see that as well. So you just want to be uh, on the right side of the market. And we're, we're going to help you here at Crypto 101 to do that. And you can see that definitely in our not section. All three of these tokens had tremendous runs over the past couple months, working their way up into the top 40 market caps. And uh, they've taken s severe regression this week as investors are taking profits. So Igrisha down 63%. Damn. We talked about them last week. Aren't they were on the hot. They were. Damn. Energy down 38%. And Ren Returning. down 30%. They are again Ouch. back to back. Two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So, but still a legit project. Yeah, it's and still it very, goes, very early. Yeah, and it just goes to show, I mean, Pizza Mine, how many projects have we... Have we gotten exposure to that or known about or heard about that are totally legit projects and, you know, great companies, great teams. But at the end of the day, they're, the value of their coin goes down 99 percent. And, th and this is something we were talking about when we were taking a walk the other day. Perceived value versus actual value. Right. I think now is kind of the perfect time to remind Crypt Nation about the BRD wallet app. Uh, again, this is the best place to store your digital currency. It's the safest. It's virtually unhackable. Uh, they don't own any of your account information. You don't need a username. You don't need a password to sign up. Uh, you don't need to give any sort of personally identifiable information. You just generate a Bitcoin wallet or a Ethereum wallet and you are on your way. Um, this is a great app. It's beautiful to use. Super easy. Um, you know, you could trade from it. Uh, you could check your prices. It's got almost everything you need. I'm um, getting arthritis in my thumb just from scrolling through all the different coins that are supported here. Yeah. They're, 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 how many is it? Like hundreds? A lot. Yeah. Maybe a thousand. It's a lot. It's a, so it's a lot. so what, if you think you have a coin that, you know, you can't find a wallet for it, I would check out BRD because odds are they support it. Um, so go ahead, download the app. It's on Apple. It's on Android. Uh, these guys are everywhere. Follow them on Twitter at BRDHQ. The perceived value of all these tokens right now is next to nothing. Mm -hmm. It does not, sh 
you know, represent their actual value. Nexo put out a press release earlier. Nexo's trading at around seven, eight cents. And they said, hey guys, our actual token value, which is a security, which represents shares of their profits, is actually worth closer to 30 cents. Hmm. And they put out a full report, full transparency, explaining why this is. And then upon that news, Nexo shot up like 20, 25%. Damn. Still I, I nowhere near one. its actual value. And but the rest of our life works that way too. We have this perceived value of a brand new 70 inch TV that comes onto the market doing 8K, and people want you to spend, you know, $5,000 on it. But then next year, that same TV is only 2000 mm-hmm. And the year after that, it's 800 bucks. And the year after that, it's on sale for 499 on Christmas. It's the same amount of chips and everything. It's the same hardware that went into it. But the perceived value is not that it's brand new, cutting edge, rare anymore. Hmm. It's the exact same TV. But now the actual value is... And value is only value. Value is only value in relation to something else that you can compare it to, right? Right. So in the world of crypto, it's like maybe a technology that came out in 2016 was was cutting edge and great, and then you know the price skyrockets because everybody's like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. This is one of a kind. And then people copy the tech. People come out with new inventions and all sorts of things. And so then, you know, that cutting edge thing is no longer cutting edge. Because in relation to the rest of the market, it's not so special anymore. Yeah, very true. So, yeah, I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff going on. Um, anyhow, let's move on from the Hot or Not segment to uh, Smoke and Mirrors. So Smoke and Mirrors, again, it's a segment that we like to talk about, you know, uh, basically things that are going on in the world, uh, perception, illusions, and uh, scams, or I don't know. How else would you put it, Pete? Yeah, it's, we're just going to have a, a little discussion perhaps a debate about something uh, that seems to be going on. We're going to try and put a little bit more uh, steak behind the sizzle. There's <laughs> a little more steak behind the sizzle. So yeah. this is something that, uh, that keeps Pizza Mind awake at night. Uh, and he's convinced that America is falling behind the rest of the world. So Pizza, why don't you lay out your side of that argument? Uh, why do you think America is falling behind the rest of the world? And what do you really mean by that? What I really mean by that is America has the most to lose in this shift towards digital currency away from fiat. Right now, the U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency, which means pretty much everywhere in the world you go, the U.S. dollar is accepted. All the other fiat currencies are exchanged into the U.S. dollar. Oil is purchased in the U.S. dollar. Gold is purchased in the U.S. dollar. But that's been weakening a lot. And now interest rates are really low. Um, we've we've hit and had to pass through our debt ceiling as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I mean, life's really good here. But we have the most to lose because it's not that good in many other places of the world that are now turning to cryptocurrency, that are turning to blockchain, that are passing very, very favorable laws saying, if you're not happy in China or the U.S. with all their business rules, come here. We'll let you do whatever you want. We'll let you make as much money as you want, however you want to make it. We'll hardly tax you or we won't tax you at all. And that's happening in not just third world countries, but you know, first world countries like Portugal, like Colombia. Mm-hmm. So we've had a mass exodus. Even Circle recently left the United States to go to Bermuda, 
because of all the regulatory uncertainty and what is known is highly unfavorable to anyone involved in crypto. So we're shooting ourselves in the foot with what we are doing. We're shooting ourselves in the other foot by doing nothing. And it's very, very concerning because as Americans, as a non-accredited investor, there's very, very limited ways that I'm allowed to use all these brand new crypto products. Who do you think is... Uh, so if America's falling behind, who do you think is moving ahead? Moving ahead are places like Switzerland, especially. Okay. Malta has become relevant for the first time in its existence. <laughs> um, Singapore, again. Yeah, Singapore. Moving sure. way, way ahead. South Korea and Japan. South Korea and Japan. Um, I, I dare even say China oh, is moving ahead as well. Interesting. For the simple fact that they've monopolized the entire Bitcoin industry. They allow mining, but they're not allowing transactions. However, you have to believe that all the Bitcoin miners are made there and they're mining a ton of it themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stuff that's going on in Hong Kong, there's just so much uncertainty there where China's trying to you know, flex a little bit more control over uh, its Hong Kong. So, uh, you know, China owns Hong Kong, but it's a, it's, what is it called? Two systems, one country or one country, two systems. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, there's been a lot of things in the news right now with China trying to influence some laws in Hong Kong that are going to be more or less uh, stripping uh, Hong Kong citizens of some of the democratic uh, rights that they have, um, you know, Hong Kong doesn't allow extradition right now, but China's trying to uh, enable or enact uh, or legislate into existence some extradition bills. Extradition just means that you can take a Hong Kong citizen, uh, and if he's facing a crime uh, in a different country, that that person could be taken from his home country to be tried in in the in the mainland China. So there's that. Um, there's some voting things that are going around. So, so China, it's it's just so powerful, and it's they have such broad horizons. And so, I agree with you that they might be, um, you know, they might be a world power here. Or I mean, they are a world power, but they are a threat absolutely to America. Um, and with the repossession or regaining control over Hong Kong, that's just going to add more power to their, you know, their GDP and to their all their. Uh, resources at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, Hong Kong is a financial world capital. Just yeah, like Singapore, absolutely. just like Switzerland. It's I would go deal. As, Yeah, I would go so far as to say it is the world financial capital over New York, over London, over Singapore. Maybe. Um we'd have to look at the numbers on that one. Yeah. But anyhow, so yeah, America's without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Falling behind the rest of the world. Um, and the reason is just simply there's a lot of old people in charge that want to protect their legacy systems and the way that they know things. American mentality is very traditional. You cannot have progress and tradition at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. So, so this is this is a choice by our leaders. Meanwhile, as citizens, we argue with each other, left versus right, and very few people are actually looking forward and above to see what's going on outside of our little six-foot radius bubbles. <laughs> and I think that's very, very dangerous. Um, and I hope that we have a leader emerge somehow, somewhere, whether it's political or in the media or whatever. Or if Satoshi comes back home. Something. <laughs> you know, to kind of change the narrative and the perspective and get uh, America united again as uh, the world power that it is and hopefully will remain. Well, you know, I just, the last point I want to make on this is that, you know, we're kind of moving into a world where it's not the countries that are as important uh, or as influential, but it is the corporations, right? It's the $1 trillion companies like uh, Apple and Microsoft on Amazon who are in affect a nation state in and of themselves, right? They have That's so true. much, right? And Facebook, these guys all have so much, uh, you know, influence on what laws get made. And, you know, they're more important than, than borders in some sense. Anyhow, moving on, let's go to fire tweets. Um, Pete's, you had a pretty interesting one today. It has nothing to do with crypto, but sometimes we like to do that. What, which, which one did you have? I thought this was really silly and clever. It's by a very silly and clever person named at LTC underscore angel. And she says, questions you should ask on a date before you copulate with the opposite sex. Ah, copulate. Are we going to have to define that word? No. Crypt nation? We will not. Number one, AI is breaching industries and advancing further. What if it were to become conscious? Should we give it rights and live with it? Or will it enslave and destroy us? And number two, name habitable exoplanets. So why did you like this? I don't get it. Because those are the most ridiculous standards to have to decide whether or not you're going to copulate on a first date or not. And I thought that was really funny. Okay, cool. So fire, funny, all good. Mine is uh, by, man, I, 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 this guy's got to have a whole army of Twitter uh, content guys in his writer's room writing his tweets because... Again, featuring Rhythm Trader. This guy's an animal. Uh, he says, there's an entire generation living paycheck to paycheck with no savings, no pension, and no retirement plan. There's limited upside potential with the stock and the real estate markets already at all-time highs and interest rates at an all-time low. Bitcoin is this generation's only option. That's my generation. Yeah, yeah I mean... To me, to me, this just speaks so true. It's like right now, yeah, it's a very risky play. It's a volatile play. But at the end of the day, it's a better savings technology um, than putting your money in a money market account or a savings account where you get 0.1% interest rates a year. All these things that are just going to flatline you where if you're young and you're out there, Crip Nation, you're listening, you have to take at least a little bit of risk um, you know, before, before, before it's too late. At something. Yeah, take a risk at something. Start your own. It doesn't need to be buying Bitcoin. That's the only way. Uh, start your own crypto company. Um, learn about it. Learn how to code. 
um, you and, know, read more books and digital money, especially like you don't even have to put it in Bitcoin if you don't think it's going to be around or whatever your reasons are. Put it in a stable coin, put it in USDC and earn interest on it. You can earn 8% interest just by leaving your stable coins on Nexo. I mean, not to hawk Nexo, like they're not paying us for a sponsorship or anything, but and they're, they're one of many platforms that will give you a much more significant amount of interest. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like you, we, if you guys have the stable coins, you should be lending them out, um, I think. Uh, your money you... should always work as hard for you as you work for it, period. Amen. Amen. So so let's briefly touch on a, a segment that we call Scorched Earth, where we just kind of talk about uh, times in our lives that we've been that we've been scorched or we've been burned. Um, and so we kind of want to talk about, you know, there's this really I don't want to I, I kind of want to call it toxic, uh, but it's more just competitive culture. And there's tribalism here in the crypto communities. And, and what does that really mean? Yeah, it's more or less people find a project they like. And they don't just root for their project, but they root against other things. Right. We see it a lot from Bitcoin. We see it a lot in XRP. We see a lot even Cardano, like many, many other things. Uh, Monero, Skycoin, they all think there is the best and everything else is shit. But the problem is we have a lot of people that are trying to help revolutionize the world. Right. Bitcoin wasn't the end. It was the beginning. And... Yes, we need to you know, be skeptical and wary of scams and junk and stuff like that. But also, when we're not working together, we're wasting a lot of time. There are so many dApps platforms out there and smart contracts platforms that are literally doing the exact same thing. When you have all this development that could be done either working together to build a better pro single product overall, it could be used to build a good user experience, which very very few people even have yet yeah there's so much that needs to get done there's so many problems left in the world that need to be addressed that could be addressed through blockchain and crypto yet so many so many people are focused on solving the same problem over and over instead of branching out and taking a risk and a lot of that is because of the backlash that anyone gets for trying to do something new or different which i think is the most uh, ironic attitude to have when all of us are here because of a revolutionary new technology like Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think the Bitcoin maximalist crew, you know, they come from, I feel like they come from a good place in the sense that what they're doing, you know, they're, they're trolling um, because they want to be provocateurs, if you will. So they want to provoke um, thought. And a lot of these guys are some of the smartest guys in the space. And they're basically, the point they're trying to make is like, Hey, Bitcoin is kind of going to be the end all be all of cryptocurrency to the, in their opinion. Um, and that nobody's going to do it better. And that, you know, there were a lot of scams that cropped up in 2017 when that bubble hit and a lot of people got burned. So, so they're so brash and so, um, maybe aggressive because it comes from a good place of, Hey, we want to protect everybody, uh, who, who, you know, is getting swindled into getting some of these other coins that are being marketed as better than Bitcoin, you know, more potential than Bitcoin, all this stuff. And they're just calling it like they see it. So I think they're coming from a good place, um, an educated place and one where, you know, they say at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're the safest bet in the crypto space, which is already so risk 
uh, risk heavy is Bitcoin. However, the problem is making blanket statements and putting everything else inside of one box. Yeah, it's it's like, the same mentality as racism. Yeah, and politics. And politics. So yeah. you can say They're extremists. Bitcoin yeah, it is it's very extremist point of view. You can definitely say and Bitcoin is the, the day they die. You can say Bitcoin is the most proven project and potentially the safest store of value at this time, but to say there are no other legit projects out there is absolutely insane and it's a lie. It's an absolute lie, and you shouldn't be lying to people, especially if you're coming from a good place, which I agree. I think most of them are. They don't want people to lose their money in scams, and they want Bitcoin to be adopted because it has the best chance of changing the world right now. There's nothing wrong with that, but if you're going to be a hero, you know, don't lay a lot of innocent blood in your wake. Hmm. Yeah. So there has to be an evolution to this revolution. And that evolution is collaboration instead of competition. When we start linking all these blockchain systems together, when smart contracts can call out to one another, regardless of platform or coding language, when tokens can automatically swap between one another in the background, that's when a user experience can be really good and all the heavy lifting is done on the back end and users don't have to sign messages and pay Meta gas mass. fees and all this other dumb stuff. And remember 64 character addresses. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, we're guys, we're still so new and you know, th this just, there's just so much building happening. We, we see it every day. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned not just like a little tangent, but I saw a company that's building, um, a a naming system it was alibaba that's what it was it was alibaba is building out this blockchain based domain uh naming service where instead of sending a you know ethereum to pizza mine 0x123 account or his a btc to his you know 3fj whatever account um those are like the addresses that are that are those you know 32 characters that are so confusing, they will have a system where it's like, hey, send it to PizzaMind123, and you could send any crypto here, and it will go to a linked account. And so it's kind of like an email address, like where you could send any sort of e – it's like building a new protocol, essentially. It's, it's like a domain address. Yeah. Where like Google.com is not actually Google.com. That redirects to an IP address at Google's load balancer. So essentially, we're like the internet with no domain names yet. Yeah, we exactly. We're like the internet before domain names. That's so. how early we are in the space. So it's way too early to even have competition. We need to be working together just for simple survival. There's a huge pie in the sky, and we're just fighting over crumbs when we should be giving each other a boost to get up there. Yeah, rising tide lifts all boats, and that's what we're trying to go for. Yeah, so think that over. And, and lastly, uh, we've got some big news that we've been talking about all week long. Um, so why don't we, uh, introduce the news segment? So in today's news, we're going to be talking about the XRP community threatening to fork. We have a look at the stats on IEOs so far. Galaxy Digital has been granted a broker dealer securities license. That's a huge deal. Very big. Backed is finally open for business. Oh my God. After almost a year. And an Apple executive says crypto is the future. So let's get into that right now.
need to climb our way back up into having the power put back in our hands. And one community is finally doing that. The XRP army is threatening to hard fork XRP because Ripple continues to dump massive amounts of XRP tokens onto the open market and sell hundreds of millions of tokens over the counter, driving XRP prices downward. They said they were going to do less this quarter, yet we can tell from the movements from their escrow accounts that it just continues to be massive, massive amounts, and it is not acceptable. Brad Garlinghouse, the CEO of Ripple, says these moves are necessary to facilitate partnerships and Ripple operations, but the community is rightfully accusing Ripple of really just manipulating the market and keeping all the profits for themselves. It's completely unacceptable. Influencer and XRP community member Crypto Bitlord has over 100,000 followers on Twitter, and he's threatening to fork XRP and turn it over to the community to maintain, which is a great idea. The XRP army absolutely should take over XRP, except they can't because Ripple is centralized. It is not developed by the community. You have no control over it at all, like at all. In fact, the list of network validators, while it does have some third-party nodes contributing, it's dominated by Ripple again. However, the XRP ledger is open source. So while you can't take over XRP the way the Monero community did to XMR back in the day when their developers were corrupt, you can fork it. You can make your own XRP. You can all leave Ripple in the dust. They've said repeatedly they don't care what the price of XRP is, which they're legally obligated to say. So why don't you send the XRP price to zero and invest in a real investment vehicle instead of something that's based on hype and smoke and mirrors and is used for speculation only? XRP is not a store of value like Bitcoin. It is a strictly transactional currency and it's used for massive uh, international transfers from corporations. Like the general public is not their target market at all. So I don't know why you guys are in the XRP army, but I feel for you because you've been really taken advantage of and I hope you take the power back and put it in your hands. I'm really rooting for you. And Crypto BitLord, shout out to you for making this happen. There's a petition right now on change.org that has over 3,000 signatures and needs to get to 10,000 to make this hard fork happen. Take the power back in your own hands, XRP Army, and fuck you, Ripple. So one of the latest things that's been really hot in crypto is the evolution from ICOs to IEOs, initial exchange offerings. Exchanges are sponsoring certain products and giving them some capital to get off the ground and then doing the whole token distribution for them. So we're going to have a look and see how they're doing as the market still sucks, honestly. So investors are hoping that with exchanges involved, uh, these prices are less likely to dump. Maybe they might be taken care of a little bit. A lot of people are turning to Binance for this, but KuCoin's doing them also. Cost is the first platform. I remember doing this ever before it was called an IEO. Sometime last year, they were doing this. Coin Codex lists 77 projects that have launched an IEO so far. And the returns so far are meager at best. Two-thirds of them have dropped in value from the already low prices that IEO investors paid with a median return on investment of negative 81%. 
Ouch. And Coin Codex only counted the coins that are still being actively traded. So that doesn't even include projects that have already shut down or dropped to nothing. And how many projects those are, who knows? So IEO's a complete disaster with the exception of a couple outliers. The average positive return on investment was about 178%. And that's just due to a few really successful projects pumping that price up. But, I mean, that hasn't even doubled investors' money in six months, which the unfortunate expectations are still lingering from 2017 when, I mean, that was just happening all the time. But it's been well over a year and a half going on two years now since that's happened. So it's about time to maybe be very, very particular and careful about what we invest in, especially when long-term proven projects are just as cheap, if not cheaper at this time. So today in crypto, we have a Galaxy Digital. Everybody knows Mike Novogratz is one of the biggest, most infamous uh, uh, Bitcoin bulls. His Galaxy Digital Fund invests in lots of platforms and they're big believers in Bitcoin. Uh, they just were granted a broker-dealer security license. And these are one of the most uh, sought-after licenses and they're one of the most hardest to get. And they are all about dealing with securities. Um and so Galaxy Digital is a cryptocurrency bank, and it's going to basically allow them to open and operate an alternative trading system where you can trade uh, blockchain-based digital assets that are classified as securities. So this is huge news. Again, it just goes to show, uh, you know, while the prices are depressed below 20K, people don't stop building. That's right. So this is huge, huge, huge. This is also going to allow them to issue their own security tokens for their clients right. and start digitizing assets. So Couldn't, again, yeah, it's huge news. I mean, yeah. it can't be understated. Um, this one's a big one. So everybody's heard about Bact, mm -hmm. which is the physically settled Bitcoin futures uh, that is owned and operated by ICE, uh, International uh, Intercontinental uh, Exchange. Same people who own the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, same people that own the New big York deal. Stock Exchange. So, so they are a. Um, they're issuing, or they just opened their custody business today. Yeah. So they're allowing uh, deposits, uh, and then trading will go live of the actual futures contracts on September 23rd. That's right. So that's going to be huge. Um, it's actually happening this time. We've been waiting for almost a year. I know. But here they, it is. They, yeah, literally a year. They said that they were going to launch last November, and then sure enough, they didn't. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. So pre uh, precursor to this news today. Late last night, there was a $1 billion BTC transfer. Yes, $1 billion. So we've all been speculating who it could have been. Is it backed? Is it perhaps the Van Eck Fund? So no one knows for sure, but 94,504 Bitcoin was moved all at once. Damn. So this wallet had been accumulating BTC since 2016, and now mm. it's been moved somewhere else, presumably to a better custody solution. So... the a very, very interesting, very scary. So to make sure that this transaction was going to go through as fast as possible, they set the fastest confirmation time and it cost them $700 for this Bitcoin transaction, which sounds obscene for a Bitcoin transaction. But when you consider all the traditional ways that you could have sent that amount of money, unbelievably cheaper. That's only 70 cents per million dollars. Yeah, I feel like what wire transfers uh, will take how much or whatever uh western union takes 20 percent. yeah it's ridiculous like, so forget about it bitcoin was used for its original purpose 
Love it. Transferring well. Fi- final settlement. Yeah. Big news today. Apple Pay Vice President Jennifer Bailey, while talking to CNN, said that Apple thinks crypto is really interesting and it has long-term potential. So while Apple did not comment on whether or not they're coming out with their own cryptocurrency anytime soon, they said they are watching and it should be interesting to see what happens from this point forward. If I had to make any kind of speculation, it would be that because Apple is such a user experience focused company, really pioneering the look and design of so many things we use every day and expected behaviors, they know better than anyone that crypto is just not ready yet. So I have a feeling that until crypto becomes more user friendly, Bitcoin becomes more user friendly, Ethereum becomes more user friendly, they're probably just going to sit on the sidelines until they can really deliver a user experience that is worthy of the Apple branding. Just my opinion. All right. Well, that does it for this episode of the weekly fire. It is uh, Saturday, September 7th. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your Saturday. Uh, Or if you're listening to this on Sunday, maybe I hope you have a great Sunday. The last thing I'm going to mention is we have a daily show that we're uh, that we just started this week on you now. So if you go to you now.com slash crypto 101 you could see me and pizza mine smiling face every day at 5 p.m and we just chalk it up you know we, we talk crypto we talk markets we talk world reports current events um and it's a place where people come and it's very interactive platform so people ask questions and we pull people into the live stream as well um with their own video content so it's a really cool platform um it's also crypto friendly um, they issued uh, their own cryptocurrency uh, called the Props Token. And so, yeah, so we're having a lot of fun doing that, and we'd love if you guys joined us. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.